Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I'll be your host of this episode of Secure Talk. Today, we have the CEO and co founder of Very Good Security joining us, Mr. Mahmoud Abdelkader. Mahmoud, how are you today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you uh, on the show. How was your uh, your long weekend? It was uh, it was interesting. So first, it was relaxing. I definitely enjoy you know uh, long weekends. You know, which is really rare recently um, because I used to not enjoy them because there used to be a lot of work there. But uh, it is also a lot of work. It's a different type of work. My daughter actually just turned. 14 months and first of June and um and that's completed 14 months and so yay uh but yeah. also she, she's a little bit of a handful right now she's starting to walk so you just my my weekend was spent putting you know gates up so she doesn't right. you know walk up the steps <laughs> or go down the steps right. and stuff like that yeah yeah it's a challenging when, when they're they're young um they're mobile they can rot walk, they can run, they can grab stuff, but they don't really reason very well. And you try to explain why they shouldn't grab the scissors and run with them. And they're like, yeah. just give me the scissors. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the, the key has been to not have her around scissors, right? Like the key, the key has been, the key has been mostly around just, you know, um, giving her just little things to play with. Actually a, a really cool trick is uh, my chief of staff, Dottie Galantano told me um, is to empty a bottom drawer and put some fake, t like empty Tupperware in there. Oh yeah, and so, yeah, they love uh, that stuff. stuff like that. Yeah, so you basically yeah. it's like a decoy right, for her, right. you know. <laughs> Decoys and, and gates, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me ask you this: um, you know, as the CEO of a of a company, are you able to unplug on a three day weekend? Especially, I don't know how other CEOs can unplug in this environment. Um, mm. I think they have to. I think we have to. I think right now it's just so competitive and, uh, you know, VGS specifically is, is basically creating a new category. There's a lot of people who have entered into the space that come after us that I don't think CEOs can really unplug without a little bit of paranoia, right? And so what are you right. missing if you plug? I think it's important though, right? The, you know, especially mental health is very important. But I think, you know, when I'm there with my family, I'm definitely – half there right i'm there right. physically but maybe mentally my mind is going somewhere but you know one thing that we my wife and i started thinking about was hey turn off the phones and i realized that the only reason why i have my phones on me the phones on uh, the phone on me at all times is because i'm like researching ideas right and so i've started carrying a notebook where i just jot down my ideas but also like try to solve the puzzle or problem that i'm running into in my mind um, and then when I get to a computer, you know, I have some time, then I start working on, it. but yeah, that's basically, I don't, there's no real way to really unplug, especially like I said, in this economy, in this environment, in the threat landscape that we're facing right now and the competitive nature of where we're at, just, you know, just lots of stuff that's happening that you need to keep up on. And, and, um, it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's a joy, but it no, is, and, I, and I'm curious right. because. Yeah. Well, you've you've worked previously as a CTO, um, and now you're in a CEO role. Um, and when you you mentioned, I think you said paranoia about you know missing something or something happening while you're at the watch. Um, which one would did were the pressures different? Um, I mean, with CTO, are you more worried about a, a breakage or uh, some type of security event 
versus in a CEO role? I mean, you're thinking about everything, I suppose, but or is well, it- you know, it's mostly around alignment, right? My CEO's job is actually like, you know, hire the best people, keep money in the bank, and kind of leave people to do what they sure. are doing, right? And so, but you know, that's I think that's the best case scenario. The real, the interesting scenario then becomes, you know, and the problem becomes like, okay, well, what if you have to, you know realign an organization or realign some folks right and so you'd have to figure out how to align them to get them on the same page and one of the problems becomes it's not like something that you can make a pull request to or solve this issue really quickly you have to like figure out a way to strategically give them uh, and empower your teammates so that you can you know focus on really going towards the goal right so really aligning the organization and then figuring out kind of like are people taking on too much and there's all this like subtext that's happening that you're trying to read into as a CEO. As a CTO, the computer kind of tells you what to do. And right. when you're, you're when your customers are complaining, they are giving you an alert or sending you an email or something like that. And so really then it becomes more about like, you know, very customer facing. But I would say you're not sleeping at night because of just security. You're, you're not sleeping at night because potentially you might have gone down or the service SLA has been broken or potentially the architecture is not going to work or you're insert, you know, I think of the CTO, that was kind of my anxiety. Sure. The CEO's anxiety has shifted to organizationally, how are we, you know, achieving the vision that we set out to achieve? And is are there any roadblocks that we have to unblock? And that has been kind of an interesting um switch of um uh, it's very it's a very similar problem you know like i would say right. it has like a very the same heuristic same body but it's a much different you know solution right a much different puzzle that you have to solve so sure. it's very well i like your idea of carrying around a notebook i i have random thoughts come to me all the time and you know the phone is amazing because you can just sit there and go like oh and get the answer right and then you can go down these different rabbit holes it's not always the most appropriate way to do it, though, is there on the spot because you, you you lose focus on whatever your task is at that time. And it could be just spending time with your family, but whatever that is. Um, I, I actually do something similar. I have my notepad and, I, and I'll just take a note or send an email to myself. And, and then I have some dedicated time each day where I allow myself to go down those random you know rabbit holes. Um, but before I was just losing focus all the time because it's so easy. And then I think, how did people do this? You know, how did you how did you find information? You know, even back you know when I was growing up, you go go to the library. Or how would you who would you ask, right? You know, and it's it's yeah. so easy right now. So it's pretty cool. Well, hey, um, before we go any further, why don't um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, very good security? I mean, you're the CEO and co-founder. I think you probably probably the b- best positioned person to kind of describe what what it is you guys do. I think I uh, appreciate that. So I'd love to tell you the story, but I think. Ultimately, I'd like to, you know, before I tell you the story, I think I'd like to pre- preface it with some context of like why something like a very good security existed. Uh, so the folks out there can kind of understand what happens there. So, you know, in a, in the too long didn't read, right? Pitch, right? It's basically VGS allows a business of any size to enter a new vertical or, or acquire additional revenue streams or, you know, empower customers uh, by enabling transformations about uh, on their data without worrying about the ever evolving and ever changing landscape of compliance, privacy regulations, security issues that they have to worry about, right? So it lets them extract value from their data without having to worry about all the details that go into protecting that data. And that's very important because the reason we hold data in the first place is to try to extract value from it, right? Data right. presumably is gold, although now I think 
you know, 10 it years ago, the better, the better way to think about it is data as an asset. And now it's become yeah. a liability. Like, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say, it can be a, like you just said, a, a liability. So yeah, depending so on what you're doing with it, why you have it, are you just sitting on it? Because, Hey, we got to have all the data, you know I mean? That's somebody, I heard somebody, you know, make the analogy of a, a bunch of toxic waste in your garage, right? I mean, would you yeah. want to keep it or get rid of it? You know? So. But, but, but I think the ultimate way to think about it is if you believe genuinely that the best way to protect data in the first place is to not have it, right? Which is a very common thing in security. We think about it, if, if you don't really need it, then you don't need to store it, right? right? But, you know, if you think about it, the whole concept of storing data was basically what a large market product market um all the different products that went into the market to solve this problem like how to store a, a significant part of your data and extract value from it you know in 2010 big data is all the rage right hadoop like spark right. flank and, and continues to happen today uh but ultimately what we realized is that it's not just you right it's also the environment that you're operating in right if consumers want you to value their data properly and respect their privacy at the end of the day, they're the ones that really matter because you're the one that has to, you know, they're the ones that have the money to buy your product, right? The second thing is the government's regulations that gets passed, right? Ultimately, that's something that, you know, 10 years ago, you might have liked, we might have not really paid attention to that. But now we're like, oh, the government regulations being passed are changing the way we do business today because they've ultimately overnight changed this thing that used to be an asset into now a liability on our books and there are fines associated with it. And so that's really the, the problem is like we're, we've dug ourselves into this hole. And I think ultimately that's the real problem. And the real problem is like, we need this data to extract some kind of value from it. We might've needed, you might not even need the data. Like you're saying, it's toxic waste in your garage. But one of the things that you wanted the data for in the first place was to extract value from it, right? And so right. what VGS does is it tries to address this problem in the same way that you and I interact with money today. It's a little difficult about this analogy, but it's the easiest way to explain it. Imagine before you had like Visa and MasterCard and credit cards and all these different things to settle and clear behind the scenes. When you and I exchange money today, I just push a button, right? And money is, and sure. the value of money is exchanged to you. I don't physically move currency, right, anymore. It's basically very rare for me to have cash today, but you know, I move the value of cash all the time and we do it in some, as a part of our daily lives and we move on, right? A hundred years ago, that was unheard of, right? right. You couldn't, like, how does that work, right? And how, what, what, what requires you to do this? Like, are you, like a, something that I feel and see is something that I own. Now, if we step back and then try to understand kind of like what we're doing with data today, we've basically built data and secured it in the same way that we secured money physically. But the problem is data copies every time you exchange it, money doesn't, right? So fundamentally, the way we've been going about this problem of how to secure data is just wrong because today in today's environment with the internet and the connectivity that we have today, data is exchanged, which literally means data is copied. And right. as a result, securing the perimeter or securing the data is just a function that's effectively gated by how many copies can be done on this data, right? Or where can this data be copied to? That's what data today means. VGS is changing this equation. It's basically said, okay, what if we invert that relationship that we have with our data by pushing our compute to it instead of push, pulling the data in to compute on it? And it's a very weird way to think about it, but imagine an Excel sheet. You have to, you know, everybody has loaded in a CSV with some numbers to like run a sum operation or a sum function on the Excel sheet, right? You have Excel as a program physically on your machine, 
right? Or on a cloud somewhere, you have to physically transport this data into Excel just so you can run the sum, you know, the sum function so that you can say, oh, you know, one 10 times is 10, right? Well, imagine if you shipped the sum function to the data instead and let that operate on it. And that's the inversion that we're talking about. Instead of pulling the data and putting it into Excel so that you could run the sum function on, you just ship the sum function to the data itself and that's operated on the data. So the response that you get back is 10. It's the same answer, the same value, but the issue is that I didn't load or make a copy of the data to load her into Excel, right? And then ran, it, ran the sum operation. I still did the sum operation, but shipped that logic to the data instead of pulling the data in and operating on it. And that's the fundamental difference of VGS. It's just shifting that and inverting that, you know, relationship that we're so used to, because what happens is what's the problem. And I, this is the best part to tie it back into money again. What's the problem with ATM withdrawals today? The minute that money's withdrawn and there's some kind of loss to that cash, that cash is gone forever. That's the problem, right? Right. But if you lost your card, you just call a company and you get a card back. So why can't we have the same relationship with data the same way in the same way that we have a relationship with our money today? We push value and instructions to operate on the data instead of moving the physical data. And that's the real key here. The key and then what that does is that has a dramatic turn of events in the way you think about like just a dramatic scope reduction on what you need to do to secure your data in the first place. By changing that relationship that we have with data and operating on it, not only do we can we extract value quicker, faster, and safer, but also we've minimized the amount of touch points that that data sure. needs to have. And so the copies that the data needs to do have effectively been minimized to zero. And that's, that's what we really feel like VGS is on. That's what we call our zero data emission. And that's the product. The product lets you- Zero data extract. emissions. That's awesome. No, 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 no. Zero That's funny you said that. It's zero data mission. But oh, sure, mission. I thought you data. said emissions, but because uh, it kind of fits but with, sure. you know. It we'll works see, both yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly. Right. Both ways, right? We call yeah. it zero data mission. But that is, that is the key. The key is, can you separate value of data from physical custodianship and physical protection of data? VGS has, you know, 500 plus customers now. We've proven that this is real. This is live. This is something that people can do today. And we haven't really come across use cases where the zero data mission hasn't applied unless it requires like machine learning or something like that, where you actually need to like inspect the data, in which case we have other solutions for this. But the point is about 80%, 90% of the problem is solved just by pushing the logic to the data. Okay, so you gave, a, you gave a very basic uh, example of an Excel sheet. Can we? Can you give maybe add some color or put some meat on the bone of of a of a real life uh, you know sure. problem you helped a customer solve? Sure, sure. Let's take Texas Capital Bank, right? It's a case study that we have on our website, verygoodsecurity.com, right? So Texas Capital Bank, like a public bank, it's one of the biggest banks in the United States, and they needed to issue a new corporate card very quickly. So look, remember what I said before: it allows businesses of any size to enter new verticals and acquire additional revenue. Okay, well, let's just break that problem down. Put yourself in their shoes. If you had to issue a new card, a new corporate card, how would you do it today? Well, ultimately, you're going to need to partner with a card issuer, right? Ultimately, mm -hmm. you're going to need to be able to get all your security posture in place to be able to connect that card issuer. How fast do you believe if you did this yourself today, you'd be able to do this? I'll tell you, all their partners came back and said like two years at least for, before wow. you go to market. They, want, they wanted to go to live. They want to go live within, you know, I think it was like within three months, four months, right? 
And so just by chance, the person they were speaking to at the company that they were working with was like, oh, I had another client. There's a vendor that they were talking to. I had another client that did this, that needed this, and they, and they were able to do it very quickly. You should talk to them and reach out to them. So they, they didn't even know about us, right? They ran all these RFPs, they broke it down, and they basically want to accelerate this timeline. And so they went and talked to this client, one of our customers, and our, one of our customers was like, oh yeah, we don't see any of the data, but we still run our entire card issuing programs through it. And so as a result, we don't have any of the data, so a lot of the compliance problems don't apply to us anymore. And so what happened was, they reached out to them. They were like, just use this company, VGS. They reached out to us and we ended up winning that account post their RFP process, right? Mm -hmm. And so the reason why is because the conversation shifted from how do I secure my data to what's the business outcome I'm trying to achieve? You see what I'm saying? So now Texas Capital Bank issues corporate cards without ever needing to see the data. They file the regulatory requirements. They file things to the IRS. They file the report. They parse all the transactions. So where is the data? Where's the data though? Are you hosting the data? Are you are you the yeah. processor then? Okay, so so, yeah. uh, so VGS is actually a, a processor, and you're 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 saying like we will we will do the what you need done with the data in a compliant way, and you're kind of I wouldn't say you're outsourcing the compliance risk to us, but you're kind of uh, they're kind of trusting your organization to manage that or process the data in in a reg compliant manner. And and because they're not compliance specialists, you are. It's, it's, you, not, it's, not, it's not even it's not even compliance specialists, right? Like think about Visa, for example. Okay. Right? Visa's not a compliance specialist either, right? Right. Visa's Visa's a network that moves instructions that ends up moving money, right? Right. right. VGS is very similar. VGS moves lets you move and enables you to move instructions to move and operate on your data without having to physically move your data, and so as a result you inherit a lot of our compliance and security posture that we spent millions and millions of dollars on, right? And so right. now, obviously, when you compare it to like Google who spends millions, you're like, mm, well, you're not as secure as Google. That's not true. But the question becomes, it's like, you know, the whole point of this is like, we have a massive budget allocated to securing and protecting your data in the same way that, you know, if you have a problem with your heart, you typically will go to like a cardiologist, not a dentist, for example, right? And so the, the and so VGS is specialized in protecting data and letting you maximize its value. That's our mission. Our mission is actually protect the world's information, right? And and maximize its value while it's on VGS, then if it's not on VGS. And so how do you maximize the value letting you operate on it, right? So VGS, yes, it does hold the custodian burden of the data in the same way that your bank hold your money today, right? Sure. It insures it the same way that the bank insures your money today. But the key is when you and I go and open up a new checking account, you know, I don't go into an account to be like, is it secure? I kind of take that for granted because it's trusted infrastructure. What I want is, can you maximize the money that I deposit into your bank account? Can I use ATMs without fees, right? Stuff like that. Can I have an e-banking or web banking solution, right? Bill, bill pay, things that add value once I deposit my money into you, like, you know, interest, I have better interest or better savings account. All of these things are what consumers do today to partner with their banks. What VGS is trying to do is it says, hey, if you put your data on VGS, we will give you that equivalent of all these nice things for your data. So you can car issue cards super fast. In fact, you go to our website, you'll see that Visa put out a quote. One of our company's unit finance was able to issue cards directly in 50% of the time. How much money would that have gone in terms of loss, 
protection, overhead, just for you to be able to issue a card. And that's the point. VGS makes the data security part a non-issue so that you can go focus on their business today. And that's a real thing. This is a re happens all the time with companies. They just typically are holding data to achieve an outcome. For example, another example, you are going to apply for a loan, right? You give all of this sensitive information. I give my mother's maiden name, my last four digits, my tax forms, my you know credit card score, my credit scores, social security IDs. So then they want to verify it. What do they do? They just run, put it all in some form and they hit submit and they send it to Experian, TransUnion, LexisNexis, whomever it is, right? Okay, well, what's the difference between Experian, TransUnion, and LexisNexis? What's the difference? Not, not much. I mean, yes, right. plus or minus 10, plus or minus 20, which could matter, right? Plus, which could matter. But the question that I'm trying to understand is like, what's the real difference? It's not like one's going to be like, oh, you have terrible credit. And one's going to be like, you have excellent credit it's most likely all going to be within some range and that's the thing we're trying to say is like what are you trying to do with that data oh you're just trying to run a credit score cool run the credit check run the credit check don't worry about the details of how you're going to get that data to experian or transunion just run that credit check so that you can issue loans better and faster and that's because that's ultimately what you're in the business of not in the business of let's say securing the data just so that you can send it to one vendor does that make sense and i Absolutely. think that's the thing that VGS has really done is it stepped back and it was like, what are you trying to do with the data? Let's figure out a way to expedite that instead of solving for these point solutions that end up being, it becomes a cat and mouse game, right? And everybody, and so, and that's really the thing that, you know, Peter Berg, who's our vice president of business development strategies constantly says, he says, hey, everyone's trying to sell you a better mousetrap. VGS says, get rid of the mice. And that's the whole idea. Interesting. Um let me ask you, when you engage with your customers, how do you help them to determine which data they they want to have you help them with? Um, and and then also, um, once you've decided on that, uh, I'm assuming you have because these days malware is such a huge concern for everybody. I'm sure you have some 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 type of solution that addresses that concern. So can you speak to those two questions? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what's the one protection against malware slash ransomware? What's that one protection that you have there? The way it, it's basically better backups, right? right? Better backup, right? That's the one protection that you have there because the idea is that, hey, if that data is being locked in, just mm -hmm. figure out a way to restore all that information so that you can go about your business, right? Another way you could really rephrase that is separate your data and lock access to it unless absolutely needed, you know, unless you absolutely need it, right? Because the whole point of this, that's how malware works. Malware works because it says, I'm going to shut or, or, you know, basically figure out a way to like spy on how you're using your data today. But if you separate the metadata from the data storage, from data in use itself, it's a very effective way to stop malware from actually affecting your business. Because let's say they try to steal data that might be on your endpoint, which is a computer, right? Let's say they try to figure out a way to do that. What ends up happening? Effectively, there's a stealing synthetic alias data that is useless. And unless it's authorized to go through VGS, and this is the best part, and there's a policy that when you put in that policy says that it will only reveal, when you decide to say reveal the data, VGS must Ask you, asks you to whitelist where to whom that data will be revealed to. So you'll say it will only be revealed to data that's egressing to 
Experian.com. Right. And so if you went to if you went to like Experian.org, it won't reveal. And so you're just going to be sending fake data. So we put all these different pieces of controls as the data is in use, so that if you try to exfiltrate it or try to use it in an unauthorized manner, you can have actions that say yes, this is an unauthorized use case and stops it from happening, or it can substitute it with a canary token, for example, and it will phone back home as it goes through the entire um you know what what they call dark web or whatever right whoever's egressing this for example you might get fake credit card numbers that are real credit card numbers Mm. but they're only generated to basically ping back to vgs to say hey this is a canary that says that you know this this piece of data is a real number real card number but it's it's used it was stolen Mm. you see what i'm saying and so then you could that's really cool. And that's the part that VGS wants to do is it allows you to pull, it's very similar to what I do with my daughter, decoy the data so that mm-hmm. what you do is, you know, you don't see that you're actually exfiltrating decoy data. And because we have so many stringent policies on how it gets revealed, you know, that's kind of the, the, the way we protect against it. But to, to go back to your first point, which was, well, how do you help customers, um, you know, identify what data that is that's actually a really interesting point for the 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 too long didn't read version of that is a variety of ways but a more sophisticated version is (laughs) it turns out more companies when they use their data are using very similar apis that other companies on vgs have used before right like for example if you're running this background track on experian or transunion any of these credit unions it's not like they're they're creating an API specific to you, right? right? They're creating an API that you're using all the time, or Stripe or whomever. VGS has built a, depo- a repository, a constantly learning repository that says, hey, I've seen that data go to that destination before. This data contains this schema, so this part of the data must be sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so it just uses deductive reasoning to understand kind of like, because it's seen that data and it applies it transitively to all the ways that you have seen. Now, we don't need to know what the physical data is. We just need to know the structure that the data was composed in to then understand if that was a real sensitive data or not. Does that make sense? And so that's very important. We don't need to know the real data. Right. We just need to know the schema that you're composing. And so those are really easy ways to umbrella simple things um, that make identifying that data very easy. And so I've seen a lot of solutions like scan your database, scan your schemas. That's never going to work because that's at rest. Who knows right. what at rest is? It's all about data in use because then we know frequency of data. Who is using the data? How is the data being used? Where is it going? Why is it going there? It starts to give us a lot more context to reduce the problem space of let's find every piece of sensitive data that's sprawled across our enterprise, which I think is a very hard and intractable problem. No, no, it makes sense. And I, to be honest with you, that's what I've seen most often is, is that, you know, the solution would say, let's go and do a network scan to find out what data you have. Um, and, and I always wonder, are, are we missing something, you know, and, uh, it, and by putting the emphasis on what, what data is in motion and then identifying different structures that flag and say, I, you know, and maybe this is a simplistic example, but you know what, here is a, um, a, a bunch of numbers that are formatted like social security numbers. We might want to flag yeah. that or credit card numbers yeah. or thing that, you know, any kind of PI 
uh, um, PII, uh, you know, that that you can flag it and then force force your customer or the operator to uh, enact some type of policy. What do you want to do with this data? Data is it structured like this? Do you want to? Yeah. So that's 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 pretty well, cool. So, so that's so that's what DLP will do, right? But the yeah. thing is, it's not about just finding the sensitive data like this. I think the key, though, to be able to make the better decision is, for example, let's say you've seen a formatted nine-digit number with two dashes in it, right? right? Some courts have very similar court cases that look like this. So is it a court case or is uh, it a social security number? So you don't know. But if it was being sent to, like, let's say, ssn.gov, what's likely? It's very likely that it's sure. not a court case. It's very likely that that's an SSN number. And that's the whole point of VGS, right? VGS combines the intent of the use of the data plus the data schema itself, right? Mm -hmm. To then say a better decision so that we can avoid having the system operators step in and say, oh, this is not data. This is classified because that's a real difficult problem. The problem that we're trying to solve is, oh, when you use the data, we'll know exactly what it is, right? We'll know because we've seen it before. We've seen that if you send it to SSN or IRS.gov, it's most likely very high probability that it's an SSN. Does that make sure. sense? And so there's a lot of these, there's a lot of these really interesting things that you know DLPs can't provide because they sit only and they have no context. But once you start adding with the data in use plus the data in motion you start really solving this problem in a very holistic manner. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. I just want to yeah. clarify. Hey, let me ask you this. I mean, you're based down in the Silicon Valley area. Is that where you're at? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, one of the challenging things that, that I've seen or we've seen is that um, a lot of times startups are so focused on product uh, sometimes they ne neglect some of the area, other areas of their business. And, and, you know, we're, we're a secure, uh, cybersecurity partner with Microsoft. So, I mean, our, we're looking at things through the, that context, right? Um, do, I mean, is it, do you, do you notice something similar in terms of the startups, uh, sometimes not paying enough attention to what, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I, you know, I could tell you big part of why we started this company was because I wanted to use a significant amount of products and I was just didn't know how these folks would, you know, what their security postures were. Right. right. I was like, they still, and I'll tell you, I remember, I remember at a hackathon and someone had a pretty successful site that received funding. I'm not going to tell you who it was. And this person was very, you know, was like, oh, you want to see, it was like a task to do task list. And they're like, oh, and I was like, you know, the, some of these famous people were on it and they're like, oh, you want to see their tasks? And I was like, oh my gosh, what a violation <laughs> of privacy. Like, right. and so, and then at that point I realized very quickly that like, if you have to ship something fast, the first thing you're going to do is like, does it even work? Do people even want to use it? And then once you use the product, then you're like, okay, I have to tack on security. There's a bunch of these companies that have recently started up that do like checklists in a box, like SOC 2 compliance, right? Sure. And so, or, and I just think we, you know, we do that too. But one of the things that we want to make sure is people realize like, hey, the checkbox is not real security. So if anything, we encourage the vendors who are receiving the SOC 2 to like really drill in and say, listen, just because you check this box doesn't mean you're secure. All it means is that you've done the bare minimum to build an environment where there's security there, right? Security starts at a DNA and there's no one you know, uh, what's the worst for it? Like, uh, there's no like one layer 
it's multiple layers that you have to put in there and it really needs to come from uh and and, and the second thing is you step back and be like well what is what is security for oh it's to give us some kind of trust right so yes absolutely believe it but i also think it's a little bit of the piracy problem go back to your question of like you know why do startups you know kind of neglect security in the beginning and like and stuff like that i think it's because it's a usability issue right when Hulu and Netflix came out and people started paying for it, we started seeing, oh, it's not a piracy problem. It's just a usability problem, right? And so that's really important, right? Because it's it's very important to realize, like, just like Amazon made it so easy for you to just build a company on the, in the cloud or whatever, right? And then all these companies start following. VGS has a very similar approach, right? So, you know, in my payments routes, the companies that I sold before, the payments company, um, you know, I look at Stripe as like a really interesting example. Their simple to use APIs have exploded um, e-commerce online. They're directly sure. correlated, right? And so it's like, you know, so I think it's a usability problem. I'm not gonna say design, but usability, right? So usability is very key. So ask yourself, why don't we have very usable products for companies to build their next company on? or next product on very quickly. It's supposed to be super simple, get out of my way and just help me get to where I need to go quickly. That's not security today. You go look at a security vendor, talk to a salesperson. Then they go and I, as I run, I, sales, I run a sales organization myself and I look at what we do and we're like, hmm, well, these people, you know, give us more money. They go and give them more, because you're, you're, you're talking about bottom line or, you know, top line or whatever. When you think about increasing revenue, you're not going to focus on the company that's not starting out tomorrow. You're going to focus on the companies that are established that have budgets to pay you. In fact, it's called BANT, right? Budget, yeah. authority, need, and timing, right? Okay, budgets, number one. Well, if you're a company that starts out, you're not going to have any budget, right? So does that mean you basically build a prototypal product without any security? That's what it means because nobody's going to sell you a security product and that's where we really saw the difference with VGS. We were like, okay, we're going to build a product that developers just add into their products without having to change their current workflows. They just drop it in there, right? And so that's really the product. So we took a lot of really uh, interesting influence from Cloudflare. Cloudflare is a very, very popular site and a lot of popular services. And we were like, can we do something where we can basically just embed it in there? And that's, that's the next, that's the part that really VGS is focused on. So we're one of the few security companies in the world. I think we might be the first that actually like you, when you go to our website, it says sign up, put your credit card in, don't talk to anybody, right? Why, why do you think we did that? Because we were like, we access to security and privacy tools and compliance tools should literally be something that you, should be just as easy as you using an AWS console, right? Which is, you know, not the best, but the, but the point is like, it, it's very easy for yourself. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I think there's a common perception that security and people and CISO, the role of the CISO, for example, is, um, is very technical. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be. In fact, a lot of times it's more like program management and, uh, you know, just figuring out what is the appropriate level of security that we need to support our business, um, maybe even to add value. I mean, you could see, you could you can turn a good security posture and, in, into an asset, you know. Um, so, so it's, it, it, but having tools that, like you said, that you can just go and turn on, um, that seems to be pretty cool. It's, it's, 
the different ICPs, right? The different uh, ideal customer profiles. If you're selling to the CISO and they're not technical, then don't sell them a technical solution. They're not going to try your product out and like develop on it, right? And and so, but what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to know how does it fit into my product, right? Or how does it fit into my organization? The developer is going to want to know how does it fit into my product? How does it, how do I get it up and running pretty sure. quickly? How do I test it, right? And then the compliance person is going to be like, how do I monitor my risk? These are the questions these folks are asking, right? They're just trying to ask these simple questions. But the thing that I think is really powerful is that VGS has something coming up very soon, and it will basically be a sales enablement posture, right? And so mm-hmm. what it will do is it will help you kind of like generate all the materials that you need that typically roadblock you in sales. And so one of so again, you notice what VGS is trying to do is just trying to get you to achieve your business outcomes faster, whatever sure. it is. I don't care what it is, right? You're selling a social network for cats versus, you know, versus a journalist, uh, you know, journal, journalist sites or, or whatever. And then, but, or, or, you know, medical device, I don't, it doesn't matter. The point is you're trying to build something that will have to touch sensitive. I just don't believe you can build a site today without sensitive. data. sign up forms now are cool you know, in some right. jurisdictions are considered sensitive data. So my point is it's touching the entire application stack, right? And so CISOs, privacy folks, you know, compliance folks, CTOs and engineering leaders, they all need to be able to step back and stop thinking more about what was this encryption? What's the GCM mode? Like is the Gallius counter mode on AES? Like, or is it 256 versus 120? This is, this is, a, this is a red herring. You want them to say, does this data need to touch my systems for me to achieve my business outcomes? If it doesn't, then, you you know, and if it does, I bet you there's a way to do it with zero data. But if, you know, and so the point becomes like, should you really need to store the data or should you just focus on the outcomes you're trying to achieve and turn the narrative that way? And I think that's the thing that VGS really is trying to focus on today. Awesome. Well, hey, um... I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I, I, we, I could probably um, take up another, we've been talking for about 40 minutes now. I could probably keep, keep going. Um, but l- let's just kind of wrap things up. What um, you mentioned that you have this a sales enablement service or product that you're going to be releasing. What else do you have going on? Um, and if people want to get, find out more information about um, BGS, uh, what should they do? Yeah, for sure. So a few things. So um, we're actually going to do something really cool. Uh, stay tuned on that. But verygoodsecurity.com or okay. at GetVGS on Twitter. Uh, we're some of the cool things is I think we're going to build um, some workshops where we'll pick random open source applications and show how easy it is to drop vgs in there and make a pull request live and we might like twitch live stream it for example and so this is the kind of stuff is like you know we want to be able to you know really or go through a a mock sales motion where we can respond to an rfp that's anonymized for example very quickly so this is the kind of the stuff that we want people to, it's not necessarily webinars because i think this might be a little boring but i think some of the things are like we want to actually show here's something use cases that you go through every single day that you might not realize we just can help you with right or and so that's really the value like how can we extract more and more value 
from the data when it's on VGS than, than if it's not on VGS. And that's, if you think about it, that's the mission. The mission is to maximize sure. the value of the data. I, I would, I'd like to see a demo like that, a, a real life demo on a real life scenario where you can show how easy it is and then what the results yeah. are. Um, no, that, 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 cool. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, so, so people could sign up on that, but yeah, for sure. Thank you for okay, that. So that'll be, that'll be available on the, on your website. Um, I'll, I'll put links in the description of the podcast. Uh, in stuff. So, um, Hey, I've learned a lot. You give me a lot to think about when you, when you started off at the beginning, explaining the, the kind of the paradigm shift, um, in terms of pulling data and using it versus sending the function out to the data. Um, I kind of felt like I ate a pot brownie or something, but, uh, but I, <laughs> after some time there, it all, it all made sense. Uh, and it's, it's, yeah, you've, you've got me very much intrigued. Um, Hey, really enjoyed our conversation and I, I, I would like to have you come back on sometime and, uh, and talk more about your experience of, you know, leading a, leading a company because you've been, you've been at the helm, what, for about five years? Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, I've I've been learning every single day. It's been some it's a it's a new challenge, right? It's a new puzzle every single day, and that's really you know I'd love to tell you a little bit more about like what does it look like if you're starting something new, or what does it look like if you're you know five years in, six years in. I'm I'm happy to share that experience for sure. That'd be great. Well, yeah, wish you the best in 2021, and talk soon. Thanks, Bobby. Likewise. Cheers. Speak Thanks. soon. Thank you so much. Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance.